love you. Welcome back, everybody. So happy to have you here. Ah, I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. I am the Faceless Leon, and here we are. We're just going to get... You okay? Eventually, we're going to get enough popularity that they're going to start fining us for your interpretation of their most beloved character. This is the Disney playlist. (laughs) That was nowhere near Mickey Mouse. It was terrible. (laughs) No. No resemblance. No resemblance whatsoever. See, but what you're doing is you're putting that image in the people's heads, in the potatoes' heads. So now we've committed thought crime against Disney. The overall. I am not that intelligent. I don't have that kind of brain power. You were all out there just thinking, like, that's a silly voice. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is not Mickey Mouse. We're here to talk about Disney movies. Not. This is Green and Disney on the Disney. <gasps> and <laughs> this oh, is Green no. Faces on the Couch of podcasts about movies and TV. The takeover is already underway. <laughs> it's already happening. That's right, guys. We're seizing all of our assets. <sighs> Disney doesn't pay us. Too bad. No. Too sad. They don't. But uh, Disney, if you want to come on the show, by all means, you're welcome to whenever you want. <laughs> Just get a whole company in here as a guest. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're here with Disney. <laughs> Hi, we're oh. here with Disney Mouse. <laughs> My name is Disney. It's the last episode of the Bronze Age. Of the Bronze Age era. The Bronze Era. Hurrah. I don't remember. Hurrah, indeed. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to all of them. Well, yeah. We can yeah. do the list at the end. Yeah, exactly. Because we're going to have to choose a winner and a loser. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if we've actually been choosing losers before, I but know. I feel like we we might as well. It's know. nice to just poke fun at people. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're talking, we're talking Oliver and company. Uh, so, it's, it's very exciting. I feel like... Yeah. Uh, as I've said before, we had hit, entered a, a bubble of Disney films where I had not watched them before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've watched this one. It seemed familiar, especially – is it Dodger? Is that yeah. the dog that's it? Yeah. yeah, especially Dodger's design. He he seemed very familiar to me. I mean, uh, I know there's probably a lot of characters that look like him, but like his character specifically, him singing – I mean, yeah. Obviously, he, I know. I know why his singing seems familiar. <laughs> yes, he is played by Billy Joel. Woo! So there you go. And I was trying to pull up the music department because I wanted to know if he had a hand in the writing as well. But it does not appear. So maybe he does. I don't know. The fuck would I know? But like you said, this is a. It's a musical. Yeah, it's That's a exciting. musical, and it's like. I feel like it's the first one that I you could really call a musical from this era if I don't... No, Winnie the Pooh is kind of a musical. It, it, yeah, it has a few songs. That's true. They're but kind of I can't more... recall if, the other, if any of the other ones this age were musicals. They had numbers, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't really people singing them. The Rescuers, the, the little girl does sing one song, but if it's just one song, I don't think that makes it a musical. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> And when I'm thinking about Winnie the Pooh, too, isn't it mostly like an off-screen chorus singing a lot of those songs? Uh, Winnie the Pooh sings 
like two or three songs. Does he have two or three? I know I I can remember one specifically, but like I can't Up, remember many down, more than that. I, I just remember the around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then the the honeybee one. That's true. Yeah, those and, those two I remember. And shit, what's the other one? It's just like the Heffalump song. Oh, the yeah. Heffalump song was yeah chorus in the background. That's true, but I I still feel like it's still because of how it's presented. It still yeah. is presented like a musical. Right, but I feel like I feel like with a musical, you have to have the characters sing. Like it can't be, yeah. can't but be a soundtrack. We already established that Winnie, Poo, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie sings. the Pooh, yes, Winnie the Pooh does. But as you established prior to that, if one character sings one song, and I know Winnie sings two, but does that qualify as musical if it's just one character singing two songs? You might be right. Uh, so this movie is about a this cat. is what we're here for. <laughs> we're here to define. We're here to define genres. That's what this podcast is about. This is the most musical feeling of the movies of this era. So yeah. we have a, a cat named Oliver, and all his brothers and sisters get adopted out of the box. But apparently, people don't like ginger cats in New York I guess because not. they just. They just left this cat in the box to almost drown in this next storm to come. And it's not like uh, it he's was the cutest little shit that ever was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I know I watched this movie a lot as a kid, and I re- recall feeling bad for Oliver at that point. But as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck, people? <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. It was, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> Another thing that shook me too is on his first night alone in the in the big city. When he when it's at nighttime, he's like chased by these like crazy stray Doberman, and right. I'm just like I just I was sitting there just watching that. I'm just like, oh my god, how many like crazy stray dogs are there? Like I, I know, know there's gotta be in they New York, be, of course, yeah. but like just just thinking about trying to walk my dog if I was in the big city, I'm like, man, would you feel safe? Like, <laughs> and I'm not even scared of other people. I'm scared right. of stray Dobermans coming <laughs> at my dog just because that's what this movie presented. <laughs> Uh, so eventually, Oliver. Did I say he is played by Joey Lawrence? There it's you go. Out there now. Your cover's eventually, blown, Joey. He, he he meets Dodger, <laughs> who is some kind of terrier, played by Billy Joel, and it's actually Artful Dodger, too. Like I, most oh, of the really? names are direct pulls. Like uh, oh oh, I didn't even mention this is very much based <laughs> off of Dickens' Oliver Twist. Uh, Oliver Twist. Or the Parish Boys Progress. I just want to get that out there. That's what it's based on. <laughs> Gotta give it its proper subtitle. <laughs> Dickens liked his subtitles. So Dodger, he kind of plays a mean trick on Oliver to get some sausages. And uh, Oliver, wanting some of them sausages, um, had to go and find Dodger. And he meets all of Dodger's crew, which include... Tito, played by Cheech Mariner. Einstein. Cheech Mariner? Yeah. (laughs) Einstein is Richard Mulligan. Francis is Roscoe Lee Brown. And Rita is Cheryl Lee Ralph. And uh, they're all like, oh, a cat. Ooh, ooh. And then their master, Mr. Fagan, played by Dom DeLuise, comes home. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it, it is revealed that Fagin has trained the dogs to steal 
what they perceive as valuables um, so that he could pay by back uh, Mr. Sykes, Bill right. Sykes. So, like, I don't remember what Fagan's first name is in the in the book, but he and Sykes, you know, they're directly pulled from this, but it's based in the modern setting of New York. Mm-hmm. And Sykes, this kind of like loan shark kind of character and a big, big bully. So Fagan owes him a lot of money and he's not, he's very, Sykes is very disappointed and gives him three more days. And so while they are out and about trying to find the treasures, Oliver meets this young girl who decides to adopt her and she's Miss Money Pen- Pinches. So there is a heist in this movie. Yeah, Oliver's Oliver's uh, adopted by a, a kind of a slightly rich, well-to-do family. Yeah, her, her name was Jenny. And Oliver is happy. Played by Natal- Natalie Gregory. Right, and, and she is the daughter of a, a well-to-do family. And it, it, she it's very, you know, Oliver's very happy there. And the only yeah. issue is there's one kind of mean poodle uh, who is who's very, I think it was a right. poodle, I'm not sure yes. actually. Georgette. Pay, Georgette, by, thank you. Uh, Bette Midler. Bette Midler, that's awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> this is the thing. I didn't do any research for this movie, so all the all the cast is hilarious to me. I knew Cheech Marin. <laughs> he is great. He plays a little bit of a, a stereotype chihuahua, sure. but at the same time, it's Cheech Marin, so like, it's I fucking really loved funny. it. It's hilarious. Honestly, he and Francis have some pretty good bits together, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when when Oliver's adopted, Oliver finds himself really happy there. It's a very peaceful thing. Even even with Georgette, it's still a very peaceful, cushy home life, which is what he wanted from the very beginning. There we go. Now, the problem is the dogs, uh, Oliver's company, if you will, uh, believe that he's been kidnapped or catnapped. Uh-huh. So they go in there to rescue him. And... It's a long, it's a long thing, but uh, basically they do rescue him, mm-hmm. and Fagin immediately finds, like not immediately, but Fagin, upon finding uh, Oliver back in his care, finds also a like a lost and found paper where Oliver's, you know, with Oliver's face on it. Right. Oliver also had a collar on now with the tag. Oh, that's right. That's why he. Yeah. That's why he remember, knew that. Yeah, so he, he gets the right idea. And here's the thing with Fagin. Yes, he steals from people, but he is still kind of a warm-hearted person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't like doing harm. He just does what he needs to survive. Yeah, I, there is a backstory that they don't go into. You don't know why he borrowed the money from Sykes. Yeah, I kind of have a, my own personal f- theory that he had a significant other and then she got sick and they didn't have insurance. So hmm. they needed all, all the money they could get, and she died anyways. I can imagine that being a, a story that would really make me fall in love with Fagan, and I'm already in love with him because Dom DeLuise, right. like you said, makes him so warm. Like he he talks to the animals like they're people, and yeah. in return, you know, the animals really try to take care of him. It's so cute. Like they tuck him in. <laughs> They tuck him in when he's in distress and th- put um, a dog biscuit in his mouth and he yeah, calms yeah. down and he's like, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's lovely. So I really love that scene. And, and and 
none of the inhuman qualities of the the animals seems like out of place around Fagin. Right. Because like as you said, he just talks to them like they're his you know his family, mm-hmm. and so it's it it's very good. It's really well done animation mixed with the with that little story. Because I mean, around other people, they do kind of just seem like dogs. You know, like sure yeah. they still talk, but you can kind of overlook that the humans won't understand that. Right. But like they're them doing human actions like pulling up a blanket or, or you know throwing an ottoman underneath his feet and putting flippers on him like <laughs> it feels right with Fagin. you don't see that with the other human characters so i, I do yeah. applaud them on that because it was a really good moment but what ends up happening now is you know Fagin realizes oh this cat might belong to somebody who's rich mm-hmm. that's how i can get the money to pay back sykes and then sykes you know i don't want to spoil it he he Turns that deal on its head a little bit and you got an even more chaotic third act. Yes. Uh, and a well done one because it makes Sykes a very unlikable character. I mean, oh, he already yeah. is terrifying and unlikable, but now he's just like, he's disgusting. So, it's it's really well done. I really enjoyed the story. I feel like I've read Oliver Twist a long time ago, but like I don't remember much about it. But I do love Charles Dickens. Right. So... Uh, you know, I kind of like this this small little area of Disney where they're just taking stories and just, you know, I mean, they've always done that. Right. But like, I like it not no longer being like fairy tales or like these kind of fancies. It's like right. just a book that they find interesting. Right. So this is the, is this this, was Robin Hood in this era or was that earlier? Yes. Okay. I think it was in this era. So they kind of do... A similar thing with Robin Hood. I feel like it's basically the same idea, except for they're like, yeah, but let's not do it in Victorian London. Let's do it in New York now. Yeah. And I think maybe that could have been more fun for Robin Hood if they really went concept with it. Right. I'd be able to stay awake through it. Yeah, there's just not anything that's new with that Robin Hood movie. But... Yeah. Speaking of new, I have seen several interpretations of Oliver Twist. And from the story I remember, this is pretty loyal to the story, the beats of the story. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I do right. believe that the character Jenny, who might, might or may not be named Jenny in the book, I can't remember. I believe that they met each other. She convinced her caregiver or whatever to take him in and then it turned out that they were actually related if i recall the story correctly that seems similar to what i vaguely remember so that's like the main difference i feel like except for everything's cats and dogs (laughs) yeah there's still there's still that kind of villainous character in jenny's household but georgette immediately softens i mean she she has her villainous moment but it's only one moment, and then right. after that, she kind of does become part of the company, which is kind of a good. Yeah. Uh, how, how that happens works well. You're, you're like it, it feel, you feel okay with it. It doesn't seem like it's out of the blue that she she switches immediately. It's just she likes her fucking privacy. She likes being yeah. the princess of the household. <laughs> she sure is the princess of the household. I mean. You don't even get to meet this girl's parents. You just meet her butler, <laughs> Winston. Yeah. Uh, who played Winston? William little, Glover. He seemed a little bit questionable at times where it's just like, I don't know if you have good intentions or if you're just like the butler from uh, uh, Aristocats. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, it did definitely seem like 
Uh, I'm okay, Jenny. I mean, I can't really tell you no, but I don't think your parents are going to like this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like several occasions. There were, uh, there were moments, though, where I thought, maybe he's the reason Oliver ends up getting, uh, you know, back on the streets. But no, that's his character is vaguely good. Yeah. He, you know, he is. I mean, the character himself is great. But his character's personality is vaguely good. It's just a yeah. little questionable given Disney's history with butlers. <laughs> you, you're worried. You're just worried. That's all. Yeah, I was just like, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Uh, so, do you want to do... I, I feel like that, that there's probably more to say and maybe we could squeeze some more stuff in our closing statements. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, let's squeeze it in the closing statement. Before that, the only thing I do want to talk about is Billy Joel himself. Okay. I thought he did a good job, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Normally, when you take artists from other mediums and try to make them into actors, it doesn't always work out well. You know, wrestling wrestling can make it happen because most often they do have their acting gig. You know, it's a a TV show. You know, there's always a story going on in wrestling. People are always giving each other crap and... It's really, you know, if, if that's what you're into, I can understand it because I've seen some wrestling skits and it makes sense. But bringing singers into acting, it's a different, you know, it's a different kind of, uh, it's a different step up, you know, yeah. I, I guess not up the ladder, but, you know, on a diff- onto a different ladder. Yeah, like, it's a, yeah, it's on a different scale. Lady Gaga did a great job. I mean, you can you can do it like Lady Gaga, I think. Barbara right. Streisand was an act uh, singer oh, before yeah. actor. About Lady Gaga, I just wanted to say, I feel like her persona was in such a way that she was already getting a lot of exercise in acting. Right. For her particular, I think that helped her transition into yeah pretty great acting roles, the ones I've seen. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, uh, yeah, she definitely had to put on... A persona, I think, for the fame kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And doing that has definitely helped because that's, you know, that is acting in its own right. Yeah. So, I agree with you. I think I think just the way she is and the way she has to be has helped her with that. But then voice acting in and of itself is a completely even different bow. There's more to it than that. And I just, yeah. you know, Billy Joel uses his voice all the time, of course. That was, that's his, his job as a singer of a band. But just coming in and doing this dog. It worked really well. I was really because that was the only name I knew coming into this. I didn't. I didn't do research. I didn't write anything down in my notebook. I don't know why. I was just very lazy last night when I watched this. <laughs> but the one name I saw and remember during the credits was Billy Joel because I was like, "Oh God!" And I was like, "This is gonna be interesting." And no, it was fabulous. He has yeah, Dodgers very compelling. Yeah, what is his main song? He has that one oh, song. I don't know, but it's about New York. It's the the. All I can remember is Savoir Faire. The beat of the city, or something like that. He has a French line in it, like a, a, this. A, there's this French, a uh, couple French words at the end of one line, and that's all I can remember. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but I think it was like Savoir Faire. Savoir Faire. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was good. Just it about, was such a good though. song. thank you oh you're welcome so uh, i was hoping to pick a find where just a quick list of the numbers somewhere because they are i feel like the numbers in this one are particularly good yeah i think i think they're good i think that one with uh with billy joel singing that song is the only one i remember at all 
but I do I did enjoy the music, so I agree yeah, with you. I like oh Tokyo. I like the the song that she sings to uh Who's she being Jenny to Oliver. Gotcha. I can't I believe though the song you're thinking of is Why Should I Worry? Oh, don't do that. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, that is it. That is the song. Why yeah. should I worry? Yeah. Why, Why should, should I, I care? care? Yeah. Nobody wanted to hear us. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's a good one. It is. No, I good. did a good job. You did a good job. You did. <laughs> it's one of those things I'll listen back to it on the edit and be like, oof. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> so I can't, I don't know which song jenny's song is but it's it's really nice it's like a a lullaby it's when she's learning she's doing her piano lesson and oliver's playing with her it's very cute Uh, and george jet's looking on and growling i gotta get rid of this cat that's that's what bet medler sounds like right perfect isn't easy (laughs) bet medler sings that song and that's pretty fun too uh, when Georgette oh, is yeah. waking up, and it, yep. it, she definitely puts on a face, which is just kind of hilarious to think about a dog who <laughs> requires that kind of grooming are, when they wake up. There's some moments with Georgette where it's mostly noticeable with her because she is was she white, right? Was she a white poodle? Oh, uh, she's like I a can't remember grayish the color, blue color, grayish. Yeah, it's just there's there's moments where she's in shadow. And they like completely changed her color tone because she's in shadow or she's closer to the camera and that's what uh-huh. puts her in shadow. And it confused the fuck out of me sometimes. Be- like there's one moment in particular, I think it's during that song, uh, um, not uh, not George, the song that Bette Miller sings, but the uh, song that Jenny sings. Okay. Um, but I think it's during that song because Georgette like walks in front of the camera and you can see Jenny and uh, Oliver playing in the background. And when she crosses in front of the camera, she is like three shades darker than what she normally is. And I was just like, what's going on? Because I didn't recognize her because she was so close to the camera crossing in front of it. It just, nothing against the animation. The animation is actually really beautiful for this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's a very different style than the last one. But that, some of the things they just did with Georgette. Disney at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the things they did with Georgette just through me because they would just alter her color tones for for different lighting yeah i get it it makes sense hard color spectrum to work with i would imagine that 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 gray blue color that she is right so did you get happen to give it a rating for your closing statement no i don't think i did i would give it i i'd only give it two and a half it's still while it's very enjoyable, it's not one I intend to come back to a lot. It was just a very nice film. So I can yeah. appreciate that. Uh yeah, I I like it quite a bit. It gets a face. I'm not gonna say it gets a face and a half, but uh I do remember watching this one quite a bit as a kid and it holds up. So that's cool. Amen. Uh, I I probably will actually watch it again. I think the numbers are pretty good, and I'll definitely watch it again. But yeah. it's kind of it's not gonna be quick. Yeah, this is another one that my brother really liked to watch. Yeah, the other one fan. was Fox and the the Hound, but he I don't know what it is. I he was far less into fantasy than I was, 
So maybe it was because it, it felt both of these stories feel like they involve real people from the real, real right. world. So that might be why he enjoyed it more. But I, I mean, that is, um, I feel a touch peculiar for a child his age at the time <laughs> we, for children. I mean, he's an adult now. And yeah. he only watches South Park, so. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, shall we shall we look back at the era as a whole? Let's and, do this. Uh, hit me yeah. with that list because I don't remember. Could you hit me with the list? Because all I, right, I got it, I, I got the Googles in front of me. While you're doing that, uh, I guess I could say you know, looking back at the the very beginning of this era, I remember reading the words that this was a decline for Disney. That it was you know, it's financially it was a decline. But like that, that even in quality, it, it stepped down. And I would say I'm pleasantly surprised that that you know that didn't ring true for me. It, it is definitely a quieter era, but I think that they still did a lot of good stories. And it's just a they different did. style. You know, they weren't fantasy. They weren't all fantasy. So it was it was a different style of story. But so you know, uh, all the movies that we put together in this one era this list that i found real quick actually split them into two the bronze era and the dark ages (laughs) Um, oof yeah so it goes for the the bronze the aristocats was our first robin hood the many adventures of winnie the pooh the rescuers and then they put that separation there with the fox and the hound the black cauldron the great mouse detective and Oliver and Company, and I would argue that maybe the uh, the Dark Ages is just to reference that there's dark things that happen in the films because this that Probably. there definitely is a break between the re- well the rescue's kind of dark too that's kind of like the transition movie but yeah there's some heavy hitting stuff in those four movies for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think the people I follow, the the era list and where I've been doing my research, I think it's Diz Avenue. Diz Avenue. <laughs> Diz Avenue, man. That might be completely wrong. I'm not sure, but that's what comes to mind when I think about it. And I, I agree with them making all this one era as opposed to making a yeah. Dark Era Ages list. Because like, the, only, the only outlier and the one that, in my opinion, is the best... And it was, it was just impossible to beat, but that's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh is my favorite of the era. I give it the 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 gold medal because it's just goddamn enjoyable. And he's he, yeah. the character of Winnie the Pooh has shaped my life so much. I fucking love him. <laughs> like that's who I strive it is to a be. A stri- damn good movie. Damn good. Movie. Yeah, it really is. And beautiful voices, everything about it. it's great. Well, I'll say that Winnie the Pooh is a close second. But I really like the Black Cauldron. I mean, it's so yeah. good. Fan, I'm a sucker for fantasy. I wish Disney had more. Well, I guess they do have more fantasy movies, but more <laughs> like fan, like this. I, yeah. I kind of wish that maybe they would have done the book series instead of cramming what they wanted into one movie. But, you know, it also didn't do very well, so that could be yeah. why they didn't. I mean, they yeah. could have been setting up a sequel for the rest of the series and then the 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 chairman just cut it out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, nah, wait, nah. I didn't nope, like you're the not getting a second I don't like one. <laughs> the, like, lich thing. That's really weird, guys. No, no, no. Your whole third act, I'm cutting it. So it's which gone. one did you like the least? 
that's the thing that that there are no bad films so like that's right. that's one of the nice surprises i was expecting to get something that was trash because you know supposedly it was such a decline for disney but like these the, the people i was all reading was like this is like the hard times of disney and they were all still enjoyable films mm-hmm. i give my least favorite to robin hood knowing that's going to piss off a lot of people because it's a lot of people's favorites but it's my least favorite because it's the exact same as the story, and I've yet to actually yeah. been able to sit through it and not fall asleep. I feel like it has just so much less weight to it than all of the other movies. Like, the stakes... Yep. I mean, sure, that Prince John wants Robin Hood dead, but yeah. he's such... I don't know what I want to say. He, he's such a wimp of a villain that yeah. it doesn't feel like there's ever really that much danger because everybody can outwit him. It's pretty easy. Plus, they just reused animation. Yeah, and they, they did do that, too. But I, I'm I'm less uh, sour about that. I, I think the homage is, is okay. But it seemed it's like such it a weird wasn't homage. something that actually made the movie easier to make. So, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, like, if there was a good reason for it. Like, if it did cut caught time and caught money... Then sure, that would make sense. But like when I found out that it didn't cut either, and it actually made the movie harder for the animators, like why the fuck would you do a, a, just a complete exact copy of the yeah. animation? It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. So I think I'm gonna agree with you for it being the least of this bunch of pretty good movies because there's a lot of things oh, I like in Robin Hood. Like, I like Pat, was it Burnham? Uh, no, that's not right. But anyways, the guy who plays the sheriff from Nottingham, I love that voice. Buttram. Buttram. And you, you get a something. And you get it was butt ram. Butt <laughs> ram is his. Okay. So I would, I would hope it's Buttram. It's probably Buttram. And I enjoyed that he was in it because I, I just like that voice. And it, he, it was a much bigger character that, than he'd had up to that point with Disney. Like, he's had a, a few right. side roles. And, you know, I love Baloo because it, it's kind of a character that me and my father bounded over, you know? So I'm yeah. good with that, too. There's a, And also, there's just some good bits. Alan Adale and that fucking catchy-ass song. I mean, <laughs> it's still a good movie. It's just, I think, the least out of these. Yeah, I know. I can think of at least five people who, like, if they watch this ep- or if they listen to this episode, they're going to be like, fuck them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know it's people's favorites. and I'm, I'm sorry. Like, it's great that it's your favorite. It really is. Like, that's that's very – it's a certainly enjoyable film, like you said. But I, I don't know. I, I, the other one's all saying to me in, in a different way. Right, right. I, and and I wanted awake. to give an honorable mention to The Fox and the Hound because, man, just – what they're able to do, like, emotionally yeah. in that movie is very impressive. Agreed. So, is that a show? Or yeah, I think that's it. should we not end it on a, on a downer like that? I just, no. It's Downers that. are great. Okay. Send them crying. Tragedies always uh, make people think they love it You need it catharsis. You need catharsis. Yeah. Go home and cathartate. Yeah. You know, dabda, man. Denial, anger, bargain, depression, and acceptance. <laughs> 
I think that's grief, but uh, <laughs> fine. Go home and grieve. <laughs> Go home and grieve. Uh, we're done with the Disney era for now. We're putting it to rest. Uh, we'll come back one month. Uh, <laughs> we can we tell? Maybe. Are we going to tell them what we're doing next? Yeah, I'm down to tell them what we're doing next. There's right. a there's a new movie that came out uh, this year. I think mm-hmm. uh, 2022. It might have been la- it might have been at the very end of last year. I don't remember. We'll Maybe we'll find out when we talk movie. it. It might have been. But well, I'm so happy that we we we're going to talk it because that movie was uh the the Matrix uh Revolut Rev- Revelations? Uh, I believe it was Resurrections. Yes. Resurrections. And uh yeah. so next Monday, you guys will hear us talk about the OG Matrix. That's its title, the OG. Bullet Matrix. time. Full time. So hopefully uh, that will be enjoyable for us to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of just stuff. I mean, it's it it is definitely a convoluted movie mess, but, but it's <laughs> it's great. Like it makes you think because of that. So secret preview of the Matrix. Yes, future review of the Matrix. So here we are. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I have been the green traveler from Goosh. And I have been the faceless Leon. And got no face. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.